Cali KO show brought to you by Anchor FM. KO, I'm thinking we should do something positive. I know you know some cops, and I would really like to talk to some and pick their brain and get a better understanding of the job. Can you make that happen? So check us out. I can email him and you can sit down and talk with him. He is a phenomenal speaker. Uh, I think he's very uh, knowledgeable about what's going on in the community, the bridge, like bridging the gap. He's the district attorney. Um, I want to talk to a black cop. I want to talk to a white cop. So, so I, I really want to get into in, in touching on some of that stuff too. You you will know them, so they'll be able to express themselves. But then you can also then find ways to joke and find some type of humor in a conversation where it's not awkward and all the time in the event that it gets awkward. You know the thing that there's a there's a huge gap between the communication and one of the law, uh, law enforcement people was telling me earlier that they police the bad apples. So there's a lot of times there's a bad apple in the group that makes all cops look bad. And then there's already a bad perception of cops or border patrol border patrol wants to, you know, deport everybody and all that. And they're not in the business of breaking up families. They're not in the business of harassing people. They're there to enforce a law. And if a law is being broken, Despite how it looks on the outside, they're there just to enforce the law. And that's what allows them to do what they do is enforce the law. Yeah. And a lot of times people think that, oh, they're just sweeping on the rug or because they're a cop. You know, behind, they hide behind the badge and they, they don't police their own friends. But IA literally is, that's their job is to police it. And a lot of times when people's a bad apple, they get mentioned, get written up, but it's hard to prosecute without evidence. So that's the thing about it is that there's no way, it's, it's harder to make it happen. So a lot of times when they do get, when they do leave, it's not not publicized, you know. For so. me, for me, I hear that, and I, I think that that's just the lip service. That's just the what they're going to give us to let us know. Oh no, we're working hard at correcting what's going on on the inside. But at the end of the day, we still always know that what is there? That there's that that the blue code, protect your own. Yeah, and I I, I said I asked the, answer that question, and then I said, real. well, on a football team, I'm not going to let a bad apple just sit there and ruin the whole game for us because we're all a team. And if one bad apple is messing it up, it's going to ruin everything for us the whole season. Yep. So they they equate that. They say, yes, that's exactly the same for us. If you're in our department and you keep doing foul stuff, and we get notification of being fouled and it's on the news because that's all they care about is the bad stuff anyway. How do you think that makes us all look? Like, I got to go home to my family, and then my kids asking me, how come all cops are bad? And we all know that not all cops are bad, but if they're watching out and they're policing it in-house, like you, you players police your own in the locker room. Yeah. So you guys try to leave it out of the coach's hands. If there's a problem in the locker room, you guys normally square it up on your own yeah. for the most part. So if they've got people that are making themselves look bad, um, then why are there so many discrepancies from the police report that gets turned in versus what comes out later whether it's on the the body cam or the evidence shows otherwise there are cover-ups going on in the police reports after certain incidences that could come into question and that's not all the time but that happens that's that's happening way too much for me to feel like they're really out there trying to get bad apples out of there and not protect their own they go on the streets and they always tell us you know if you see something call us let us know. Help us get these people behind bars. Get these people off of your streets. So they they want us to necessarily. They want us to, in a sense, snitch on our own. But when it comes to them doing the same, I don't feel like they're snitching on their own and getting those people and those bad seeds out of the way. You know the crazy thing. How many times have you seen on the news where a cop did the right thing or a cop? Uh, 
help somebody or put his life on the line or a cop did his job perfectly without harassing anybody. How many times does that get publicized? All Not the enough. good stuff. Not so enough. the Not negative enough. image is created by the coverage they receive. So I had an idea for them to, you know, start doing their own community service. I mean, a community relations where they find a, I have a fan page, you know, or um, a public page where they can advertise things they do or like put one of their own buddies up for commandments. Like, you know, I'm not going to brag for about myself. So what my friends going to brag for me about what I what I've done? Because a lot of times the police officers, they do a lot of good and they're a lot they're around a lot of bad. And sometimes that bad can corrupt their you know their character or kind of just you know right get, you have a bad day because you've just seen so much horrible stuff in the world and then it just kind of rubs you the wrong way and then now you have an attitude and you have to de-escalate that for the rest of your shift things like that uh, a lot of times the cops are put in situations where they're just fuming angry because they just come, came off a call of, of seeing a kid being abused and now the next stop uh they stop somebody for speeding and then they're already pissed about something they've seen before and then somebody gives them shit about pulling them over you know now there's already on a, a high level because of what they've already seen so a lot of times i don't think it's getting taken into consideration about what they have to go through and how they have to de-escalate each time each traffic stop has to de-escalate and treat it as a separate situation as opposed to compounding all those feelings throughout the whole day um i see what you're saying and i agree that's got to be that's got to be hella tough that's that's what makes being a, a police officer and in law enforcement so difficult at the same time there's training involved that goes in to getting that job. They try to. There, there's backgrounds. There's vetting. There are things to make sure that you're putting the right people out there to be able to handle stressful situations. And not everybody's built to handle stressful situations. And I couldn't imagine coming from seeing something as heinous as you said on the first call, and then having to deal with a traffic stop. But again, at the same time, it doesn't make it right. If I was to be upset with the general, and then I took out my frustration on from the general and, and took it out on the kids it could be understood but it doesn't make it right and there aren't enough people being held accountable for their their wrongdoings that's all if you shoot somebody and they're unarmed you came out you made a mistake people are human no one is perfect but stop giving all of these people a pass hold some of these people accountable for doing the wrong that they're doing the job is tough we get it at the same time they're trained and the trained person should not be more afraid of the untrained. If I walked up to Ronda Rousey and I'm like, yo, I'm throwing paws. I'm putting these paws on you, girl. You can't hang with me. She's going to look at me and laugh. She's probably going to be like, good luck beating me at PlayStation. She's going to keep it pushing because she knows she's trained to kick my ass no matter what I say to her. That's true. Very true. So what about these highly skilled athletes that decide to use the podium to protest? Uh, the latest I've seen was Jerry Jones told his uh, team if you take a knee during this national anthem that you're off the team wow did you see that i didn't see that be a good little boy and stand up for that national anthem do as i say or you're gone oh i gotta check that jerry jones interview yeah i saw it on twitter i was just crazy like how you could tell people that you know stand up for national anthem or you're off the team it's like now you're infringing on my civil liberties the yep. constitution that's the direct violation of constitutional rights to to fire me based off of that because you've already stated that's the, the fact you're firing me so that's not conduct detrimental that is not um there's nothing in the, the collective bargaining agreement that states they can fire you for that so if you get fired for that that's a breach of the cba and you can sue the, the, the league for that that's compensation automatic compensation now i'm just i'm going to play counterpoint even though i don't agree with it now let's say somebody could say well the nfl is a private business it's a private company so they're 
their certain dress codes or their rules can be formed as they see fit since it's a private business. And if you agree to join that private business, then you have to accept their rules, however far outrageous they are, if you choose to participate. Which is why I stated the CBA, which is our collective bargaining agreement. Okay. So that is our private charter, which states that you cannot fire somebody for anything other than conduct detrimental or lack of performance. So without performance, he already stated he's firing you because you didn't stand for the national anthem. That does not fall under the guidelines of being fired or terminated. Okay. Well, I, I'm in agreement, and I think this is going to be a perfect time to take a break. It's Cal and KO show on Anchor FM. We'll be right back. I'm going to feed the baby. You should. Yeah. Why is there hate in Missouri when you guys make some of the best beer on the planet? Now, mind you, I'm drinking Coors Light, which is from Denver, Colorado, which they legalize <laughs> weed, so they got a lot of good things going there. But why is it that Missouri, the birthplace of Budweiser, there's the, a travel advisory by the NAACP advising people of color to be mindful for traveling in Missouri. How does that happen in 2017? How did it get that bad in 2017? The easy answer is Trump, but that ain't on Trump. You know what I mean? Even that's not on Trump. This has been going on for too long, man. This yeah. It's 2017. Missouri's been like that for how? Missouri ain't changed. Missouri compromise? Remember that? Was it the... Yeah, yeah. Was it, is it something about the... My, my things are wrong? No. Something happened in Mason-Dixon line where Missouri was either going to be slave or free yes. back in the day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're correct on Isn't that. Is it twelve one. years a slave based on the guy that went to Missouri or from Missouri that got deported down south and became a slave? It's, it's, there's so there's <laughs> there's levels to this stuff. There's there's isn't, they are very rooted in uh, what's going on. Over isn't there, Nelly? Man. Isn't Nelly from St. Louis? What does Nelly got? What does he got to say about this? Let's get Nelly on the phone. Does he still <laughs> got his band aid rocking? Is he rocking the band aid for the drive? The people that are trying to drive through Missouri and get where they need to go. So the NAACP said, if you're going to travel through Missouri. Have bail money. <laughs> so basically, they're warning you that if you are black and you are going through Missouri, there's uh, there's a high possibility that you're going to end up behind bars. Seventy five percent chance of being pulled over as in, as opposed to uh, a white person in St. Louis. Seventy five percent more. That's not a random fact that you just throw out there. A random stat, like you just throw numbers out there. Oh, you know, forty two percent of da da da. No, that's straight. Skewed number, 75%, and that's backed up with data, and it's just unreal. Like you, you have to look at that fact and say, wow. But people will sit there, and they look at us as black people, and they wonder why we still hold on to slavery or to the civil rights or to these these things that they act like were four, 500 years ago when, in fact, slavery only ended 150 years ago. But they're acting like, oh, man, give it up. Slavery was so long ago. Yo, this stuff is still going on now. People can't drive through Missouri in 2017 like it was 1967. You know, the awesome thing is that when you don't mention slavery, the disenfranchisement of a whole population of people who have been removed from their culture, that is the problem because people have to identify with whatever they're given and they have a cultural collective cultural conscience in the United States that's far different from when they're originally from. So if you ask any common person, any, any random black person on the street, hey, where are your ancestors from? They'll say Africa. Okay, yeah, but where? Um, Nigeria. Okay, what country? I mean, what, what tribe? You know, who do they do business with? Uh, who's your great-great-grandfather? What did he do for a living? Things like that. We don't know. We don't know that. I don't know. 
That's the only thing I know is that somebody at the beginning of my lineage in America was picking cotton. Yes. That's the best thing I can say. Maybe uh, cotton or tobacco, one of the two. Yes. I know that my family, for the most part, came here, I want to say from Kansas, and, and also in Missouri. Go figure. <laughs> Damn it. You know, I knew my great-grandfather. I was alive to have conversations with my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather's no grandfather was a slave. Did he eat bacon? He, he loved bacon? it. He, but he wouldn't tell nobody about so it. So you're telling me right now that he lived that long, long enough to see his great-grandkids, and he ate bacon? So bacon's off the chart as far as heart disease goes. Bacon's amazing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we're back here with the Cal and KO Show. We're using our NPR voices because there's a baby sleeping in the background because we're both fathers. And as we go ahead and talk about something that is known to be a, a button-pushing topic, we want to make sure that we don't wake up any kids. And we want our fans to know that we are not angry black men, and we love both sides. We're just here to bring up conversations of importance that's very true and with all that being said who do you think is the most scrutinized person in america right now out of these two president trump or colin kaepernick i think donald trump is more scrutinized because he hasn't had the ability to mess up and i think he's getting prejudged based off his comments and i think he's getting judged off his personality rather than his performance i would say that there's a parallel between the two with colin kaepernick but uh i think trump wins the title Okay. What about you, Chris? I just think he's being scrutinized more because he's the president of the United States. They're both being scrutinized. They're both being villainized. It's, to me, it, com- it comes down to which one deserves it more. So what I did was I came up with a little bit of a tale of the tape. So we'll start with Trump. Trump is the president of the United States. Colin Kaepernick, quarterback. Experience. Let's start with experience. Colin Kaepernick. Five years of playing experience. He's been in the league for six years. Donald Trump, no experience. His career, Colin Kaepernick, let's start with careers. 60% completion percentage, over 12,000 yards, two and a half to one touchdown to interception ratio, 2,300 rushing yards. Super Bowl appearance. Super Bowl appearance. Conference championship appearance following the Super Bowl. He's got a resume. Donald Trump, not so much. The position of President of the United States, you are the leader of the free world. You are the most scrutinized position, the most scrutinized person in the world. You can, you're gonna, you're gonna make 50% of the people mad no matter what you do. That's pretty much the way I look at that. Donald Trump was the defensive end of the year. He grabbed a crotch. (laughs) It was a crotch. You know, trumping, it's, it's become an adjective. Colin Kaepernick, he's been accused of disrespecting the United States flag our troops for taking the kneel during the national anthem. People look at that as a sign of disrespect. Donald Trump has been accused of making a mockery of the United States government and the president and, and uh, the presidential office. Colin Kaepernick has verbally said that he was not going to do that. He was not disrespecting the troops. He was not disrespecting our military. He supports them all. He thinks some of the injustice that go on in this country um, goes their way as well. They're also being treated unfairly. President Trump has been recorded and has verbally disrespected Democrats, Republicans, military vets, women, his own cabinet, the FBI, um, Mexicans, Mexicans. Shout out to the essays. I love y'all. Hey, brown, brown pride. We love y'all. Muslims. He he he's pretty much disrespected people across the board. 
Colin Kaepernick has not committed any crime whatsoever. He is being villainized over an opinion, which we are allowed to have. Donald Trump is currently under investigation. So now that you've got a few facts, we can get into opinions as far as why you think one person deserves to be scrutinized more than the other. They're both being scrutinized. I just don't even think it's close of a a debate to understand who deserves more scrutiny than the other. I think it's just uh, the fact that Colin Kaepernick is being scrutinized because of an action and he's being demonized because how he did it. I think a lot of the uh, owners know about his sincerity, whether it was because he really cared about the situation or the fact that he already lost his starting job before he started to do this uh, kneel down thing. So the timing is is, is very critical because when you had the major stage and crimes are going on against humanity, you didn't take the Super Bowl to take a knee. That was the biggest platform. You didn't do it then because you weren't concerned about it. But when you lost your starting job, it became your next uh, cry for attention, I would say. Uh, well, okay. Not to discredit the, the actual movement itself because it became something once it was realized that it was something. But it, it didn't start with that in mind. I I can see what you're saying, especially since you played with him. You know him. You're in the locker room with him. Uh, 2016, that year, was um, was more of a pivotal year than the year that he went to the Super Bowl. It was an election year. The candidates, you know, are very polarizing figures between Clinton and Trump. I think that that probably played more into the coming out now versus coming out then when you were a starter. Again, I'm going to defer to you because that's you played with the guy. You know him a little bit more than I do. I'm just going off of the action of the protest. And again, speaking on a protest, no one's going to be happy about a protest. If a protest was meant to make everybody happy, it would be lunch. It would be recess. Protests are supposed to ruffle feathers. If people were getting what they wanted, there'd be no reason for a protest. So the people that that protest may not affect are obviously going to have a problem with the way that that person may go about it. But again, this is America and you are you're allowed that liberty to do so. I think Donald Trump's scrutiny is all based off of his personality and the comments he's made because truthfully, he has not been president long enough to do anything significant to even rank him as a president. He's done nothing nothing significant as a president that could say, you know what, this will mark him in history as the worst president because this happened and then he failed here, he failed there, he failed there. He hasn't been in the presidency long enough in order to do anything impactful, in order to receive criticism that will, you know, depict his, his career. I can see his career that. hasn't even started yet. I can see that, but I, I think it's more about their their scrutinizing him for his actions, not just his behavior. His actions, being the president of the United States, like he's doing things that no one else has done. He's saying things that no one else has said. He is attacking people that are supposed to be on his team, the American people, that no one else at that position has attacked. So if you're going to sit there and say that Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting the troops and the flag for taking a knee during a song... And I'm not saying I would have done it myself for the record, then you have to be consistent in your outrage and then also hold the president of the free world at a higher standard and be upset with him for disrespecting military vets, disrespecting the system, the government, 
uh, McCain. I only can you know, think about what he said about McCain. Ah, uh, you know, I, I respect troops that don't get captured. Like he's uh, shitting on everybody. Yeah. So and, that's what I was I was going to say that I was going to get into that saying that if you look at Donald Trump, he's just a prick. So if you call him racist, you're you're doing disservice to the fact that he's openly angry against everybody. I mean, look what he looked the, the crap he talked to Hillary Clinton, and Hillary Clinton was his friend. Before True. this, this they were very, they were very close friends. Their families were, so it, it's beyond race. It's beyond everything except for he's just a prick. People are scrutinizing both of these people based off of personal opinions. Both of these people are offending a lot of people around the country. But last time I checked, it's not us to judge. There's only one person that gets to judge. I'm just gonna leave it at that. There's only one person that gets to do that. Moms. <laughs> Word. You better holler at my mom because she be regulating on people. So going back to being scrutinized, we can agree that they're both being scrutinized, but I don't think Kaepernick deserves it because if you look at everything that they're being scrutinized for, it's an opinion. Now, if you look at facts and you look at what they're actually accomplishing in their respective fields, Trump has accomplished less in his respective field. So if you t add that on to the distractions, people are getting on Kaepernick because he's a distraction. He's not a distraction at all. But he's not a distraction. But that's what they want to use to cater their argument for why they're not going to yeah. sign him to yeah. a team. Yet you're going to ignore all of this, the distractions that Donald Trump is bringing to the presidential office. Yeah. There are a lot of distractions that are taken away. I agree that the Trump effect when it comes to business, yo, there's Huge. something there. Yeah. There's something there. There is it can't be just that. There's definitely a Trump effect, and we see that. But what's taken away from that is your distraction. Your off-the-field activities, as they, they would say it, in the league. Yes. So you have co-signed for this dude with no experience to be a distraction around the world. And you can't let an athlete get a job because he took a knee during a song, which is an opinion. Like I said, he's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong at all except piss people off. But Trump is pissing people off. So if you're going to be mad at one, be mad at the other. Be consistent in your outrage. Colin Kaepernick had a 4-1 to touchdown-to-interception ratio last year on limited time, coming off of three surgeries and worked his way into shape. That's better than Phillip Rivers. And the guy he took his starting job from still has a damn job. You know, the thing that I, I want to get across is the fact that I'm not against Colin Kaepernick as an athlete. I'm not against uh, Donald Trump as a president. I'm not for either one in the situation where they're being ridiculed. Because for me personally, I would stay out of the whole situation if I had it my way. But be, this, be that as it may, I do know Colin Kaepernick, and I know one thing. Nobody works harder than that guy in the locker room. Nobody works harder. Nobody has more passion. Nobody cares more about the game than Colin Kaepernick. He has his personal issues that he has to deal with, much like all of us. I can sit here and say that I'm the best person or like I have like everything under control. I don't. I have a lot of flaws and stuff and, and reasons why I am the way I am. But I know one thing. For him to Colin Kaepernick to not have a job based off all of this stuff, it doesn't matter if he was sincere or not. That's irrelevant. He is better than a lot of people in the league right now. And for people to hold that against him, you've given so many extra chances to people who are criminals or rapists or convicted felons or drug dealers or drug users, things like that, over and over again, people in the league. But you can't give him a chance because he, he took a knee during the national anthem. Okay, half the people don't even care about the national anthem anyway, but they don't say it out loud. So he says something out loud. Now he's in trouble for that. Whatever. Can he play football? Yeah. 
Will he play football? Yeah. He's going to get picked up by a team, and they're going to see. He's going to be a motivated person to go out there and make it known that he's serious about football. But they have to overlook the fact that what he did was against the grain. In the NFL, you can't be against the grain. You have to, you have to conform. You have to. And, and to go back into Donald Trump, both of these people are, in a sense, against the grain. Donald Trump is against the grain Very in the true. political realm, and Colin Kaepernick and his protests is as well. The president, though, <laughs> that's when you have to look at the position. This ain't Colin Kaepernick versus Aaron Rodgers, like two quarterbacks having a debate. This is the president of the free world under investigation for doing shady stuff versus a quarterback, an athlete, someone who throws a ball, can't get a job because he had an opinion. There's a problem with that. While you have a president that is sitting there tweeting some gangster stuff under 140 characters or less, pissing off the entire world. Like, be consistent in your outrage. That's all I'm asking. Just be consistent. This is a perfect time for us to break into the Cal and KO show segment where we call Stay in Your Lane. If you think Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting the flag by taking the knee, do you have a problem with people rocking a Confederate flag? Because a Confederate flag is disrespect to the flag. That's it. The Confederate flag is the losing flag of this country. So when people sit there and say, oh, well, that flag means something different to me. It doesn't mean the same thing to all people. That's what Colin Kaepernick said in his very first press conference when he took the knee. This American flag means means different things to different people and for you it means life liberty and the pursuit of happiness but for me and some people that look like me it means oppression it means hate it means bigotry so if you're going to allow the confederate flag to be waved in neighborhoods around you and you don't blink an eye at it show some consistency with cap and the u.s flag the rebel flag of the south represents the dukes of hazard for those growing up in the 80s, you remember the Dukes of Hazard. That's all, all it is. General Lee. That was one of my favorite shows. Yes. I don't want to hate on the South, uh, the history of the South. You know, people from the South are very proud of their roots and heritage. But you can't sit there and say that that flag does not equally mean a lot of offensive things to a, another part of the population. But the American flag does not represent anything disrespectful to any of its citizens. But it does have unique value and meaning to each individual person and that's why they call it civil liberties absolutely you are free to feel how you feel and your opinion might be argued but it cannot be considered wrong uh, i got to go because my wife is going to kill me this was the cal and ko show brought to you by anchor fm please tune in the next time we podcast i can't really give you a date because you know our schedule is based off of our kids anchor holla